0: good morning it is the 17th of september and you are listening to the big kickoff Morning, welcome back to the big kickoff. And uh, two of us are here this week. We're back, balance back in the force, mate. <laughs> uh, I'll give you just a, a couple of numbers oh eight seven oh six two seven one three eight For the uh, if you want to text us, uh, Liffy said uh, the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. I have to try and get used to it. i only yeah, away yeah. a week and it's, yeah. it's a struggle to try and remember what, what I'm supposed to say. Uh, how was your weekend, bugger Knackered,
1: that's the whole point uh, no, Golf yesterday, in beautiful carton house Apart from the weather um, It was a cracking day, it was in great nick uh, Played decent as well, just missed out on the big prizes But won ne- I won two nearest the pins So uh, most of our gang won a few of the cash prizes But yeah, none, none of the big ones But uh, no, Great day, a beautiful place And uh, the, I'll tell you one thing, the boom was back Did you get soaked? Soaked Now it wasn't that real It wasn't the rain that battered you but it was just kind of constant, and it was about three holes to go. All of a sudden, the you could the cold and the damp was slowly getting in, and the back was starting to stiffen up and the whole lot. And I was brutal the last three holes. but um, it wasn't the worst. Yeah, but you know. But it doesn't matter. Great place like that, you get over quite quick.
0: And a few nice houses up there, is there.
1: Ah, stop! And they're building a few more now. And I tell you, the first I think it was like the third or fourth tall, nice and solid, looked decent. And then you get to the fourth, fifth, and sixth, and that's when the money people come in. And jeez, <laughs> unbelievable! Fire pits and balconies and balconies the length of the house. And they're, ah, how do the other half live? Ah, if I had a one on Friday night in the Euro Millions, I tell you, I'd be up there.
0: So would I. Yeah. Obviously,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 if you're too right, we'd all have been up there. Um, who have we got on the show? Who have we got on the show? We've got uh, Dublin uh, All-Ireland winner Paul Casey's coming on uh, to talk about some match that's on later on at Half 3 in Crow Park. I don't know what it is. And we have Jerry. What's his surname? I apologise. Jerry Martin, sports psychologist who is involved up in the community college now and stuff like that, to a basic level for you or I to get involved in if we wanted to. Uh, he's coming on to talk about...
0: It, it looks like, it looks like an interesting course. It's a, yes, it's it's, it's, it's uh, sports and exercise uh, psychology, uh, but there seems to be a lot involved. Something that I would be very interested yeah, in. You yeah, know, I have to yeah. say, but anyone who's interested in in. I think it's for all, for all ages and all all levels, levels and all ages. to
1: be honest, as as we both know, it, it like, that side of the, any game now seems to be so important. Yeah, getting lads in the right frame of mind because once they do it. Like Everyone knows what needs to be done But it's just that when when they're in the right frame of mind Magic happens
0: Now our first song uh, I actually said I think I like this song And you told me it was Irish So we're going to start it off
1: As we now know Dublin's finest (laughs) 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 Uh, Hudson Taylor with Feel It Again
2: I used to dance at the devil's feet I'd never want to go home I thought he'd save my soul Sipping
0: at the bottom of an empty glass No, I don't remember going Sound 96.4 FM Not a bad song, Dave. That's a
1: good chill, actually. Fair play,
0: though. Sports stories. What have we got?
1: Sports stories. Now, I'm going to start off with a straightaway because, obviously, unfortunately, I couldn't get up to watch it but um, arguably the fight of the year was Gennady Golovkin against Canelo Alvarez last night by all accounts it was a good fight everyone was quite happy with it until they seemed to the judge scorecards and everyone's in is up in arms and here's a quote from the Daily Mail the cartel south of the border could not have committed a crueler robbery in the desert than that suffered by the greatest middleweight in the world on behalf of a Mexican hero basically what happened was by all accounts Golovkin was more the aggressor Alvarez was the brave one but one of the judges had it one eighteen to one ten to Alvarez, and he only gave Golovkin two rounds. It's a huge difference, isn't it? Um, a lot of experts I quickly flicked through a lot of them this morning. A lot of them had Golovkin by two or three. Very happy with the fight. Very happy with it was a good advertising for the game. But that that scorecard literally rocked everyone, and they said, yeah, it's it's it just what what stinks in the games. The one. On, on, on boxing at the moment is some of the judges' scores. Um, obviously it's a Mexican Independence Day, very much predominant Mexican crowd. But even the crowd booed, and they were even booing Alvarez, not necessarily directly at him, but even when he was being interviewed afterwards, they were booing him. And I think it was more in response to the fact that deep down, he was lucky to get the draw. Right. Okay. So that seems to. So unfortunately, the judges are after stealing the headlines from what seemed to be a very good and honest and decent fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this was made out to be. The fight. It a was a great match. in the air.
1: Two, two aggressive, come forward kind of guys. So everyone couldn't wait to see this, and that's what it was. That was the big deal about it. And especially coming off the back of Mayweather McGregor, who people thought might have been a bit of a circus. This is a proper, true boxing fight. And by all accounts, it was a decent fight, fairly solid. But it's just the Scott, the judges again.
0: It's, it's just It is something that's in boxing we Remember we were talking yeah. uh, To Michael Cruth about it In the amateur game In the Olympics right. and, yeah. and they just seem to make An arse of it basically
1: Yeah so that's That's what the big one is anyway um, But there's another bin, There's another great fight As I only seen yesterday v- uh, Vasil Lomachenko And Guillermo Rigondeau uh, Rigondeau's coming up Two weight divisions uh, To fight Lomachenko in December So that's another super fight for the, they, These two are Amateur legends uh, both Olympic gold medalists uh, for two games running. I, I think one is two thousand four, two thousand eight. One is two thousand, two thousand four. Something like that. Um, two phenomenal records, and the two of them should just stand in the middle and just go bananas. These are serious fighters, like yeah, like Frampton. Uh, Frampton uh, Frampton's in Rigando's weight division and has done his best to avoid him because even he knows he's the best. Now he'll, he, I know he would have took him on, but there was only ever going to be one, win one winner. But uh, yeah, that's another one to, to watch now at the start of December.
0: Yeah, no, that's boxing. Needs good people in it. You yeah. need characters in it. Yeah, and
1: I, I, all sports aren't they really? Lately, everyone's so sanitized nowadays. All sports. There's uh, no characters anymore. No, and that, I think, hence why McGregor. I think people obsess about him so much because he is exactly that character. I, I
0: was going to exactly yeah. say that. They, they need people like him to yeah. bring the sport back. When you look at snooker or you look at yeah. you know snooker has died a death not the level of uh, it's probably got better the level of talent but it's just they need that yeah. the odd pair like alex higgins who used to yeah. go around headbutting yeah. people and stuff you know yeah. i don't want to see headbutting the snooker but yeah it was it was something to talk you know yeah, it, it, football
1: all sports they're all the same golf they're all so sanitized now there's none of the characters no no people would have been a crack because it's like nah yeah. They have their two 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 media trained now. Um, another quick one in relation to boxing. Just want to box this off because Billy Joe Saunders is in Golovkin and uh, Alvarez's weight class, and yeah. he's the other. He has the other belt, so there was three belts up for grabs last night. Here's the other one, and he's hoping whoever wins that he'll come in. More than likely, there probably will be a rematch now because of the draw. But it's all about a son in the weigh-in on Friday. <laughs> Uh, and they do the square off His son just mooches up beside him And then he gets Within reach So the two of them Are going face to face <laughs> Yeah And then the son Is up right beside him then he gets Within reach of Willie Munro And next minute He just starts swinging And kicking at him oh, Ah Frank Warren Was disgusted Saunders didn't even blink Where it's is a, he from? Billy Joe Saunders Ah yeah. uh, Exactly Somewhere north of England Okay Okay Why? Uh,
0: Why? Oh no! I did not know. Don't get stereotypical you now. Don't don't no. half of England you know? here. <laughs> don't think half of England are listening. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, apologise no, to half of England. England. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault. We <laughs> apologise to absolutely <laughs> no one. <laughs> um, I see. Right. So and what, what happened?
1: Oh, no, uh, Saunders comfortable one But uh yeah, the the son. He, he looks about seven or eight years of age, and he he was about. Let's just say he was waist high and uh, I'd say it was very much a low blow and then he threw the kick in all in and you know, in fairness Munro kind of looked a bit shocked but he kind of was like is this for real Saunders so yeah. barely moved a muscle as if he knew he, what he was doing let's just say I'd say they're a fighting family that's all I'm
0: going to say yeah okay <laughs> Barnsley Barnsley yeah um, you do do you know the current Barnsley owner Patrick Cryan oh yeah yes, it yes is yes. terminally ill and mm. he informed the Tyke supporters in his programme notes earlier this week that he is basically living on borrowed yeah, time yeah I've seen that did you hear who is the surprise leader to bite them over no moneyball pioneer Billy Bean apologies I seen
1: a headline and I went oh moneyball Billy Bean and then I didn't really follow it up
0: yeah see me Billy Bean and a Chinese billionaire Chen Li has to be Chen Li are set to land the Yorkshire side in a 20 million uh, pound deal Mm. Billy Bean the highly acclaimed vice president of baseball's operation of the Oakland A's Athletics set to become the owner of the Barnsley side now this would be interesting, wouldn't it?
1: Yes, to go up against the uh, FSG, uh, the Fenway Sports Group, who tried to buy him yes. uh, to come to the Red Sox because of his moneyball tactics. And they actually bought into it, and they actually won a World Series two years later. But he said no, and he stuck with the Oakland A's. So it would be interesting to see, hmm. does he uh, go up against
0: them? He's now... says so Bean is now a minority owner of the A's, is among the investors set to purchase 98.5%... Of the club, so basically it's going to be nearly a, a full takeover of yeah. the club. So yeah. it'd be really interesting now to see what Barnsley can do with that. Yeah, and it should they, be Bush, And yeah. if you have a billionaire behind you, who knows? But they're all billionaires now. So if you haven't got a billionaire, you're. I'm ah, sure it's not worth. You're no struggling. One. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, you heard controversy about the greyhounds the other day, yeah?
0: <laughs> I turned <heard her laughs> <dumb> back. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? What? They're doing bag. (laughs) (laughs) Was he caught with cocaine?
1: Basically, yeah. A champion greyhound tested positive for cocaine after winning a top race in Ireland. Uh, Traces of the drug... Yeah, I'm going to have to... Yeah. Let's just say it's the... I'm going to skip what it is. It's the... I can't even say this. The principle. It's the principal metabolite of cocaine. We're found in Clombrine Hero on three separate occasions
3: three separate yes yeah.
1: the tests were carried out at uh, Cork Greyhound Stadium on June 24th July 1st and July 22nd and the final test took place after the Laurels final which Clamboyant Hero won in 28 seconds and bagged the £27,000 first prize they were taken as routine tests carried out by the Irish Greyhound board and the dog which is trained by Irish derby winner Graeme Holland cocaine is understood to have the same effect on animals as it does on humans Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you say to that uh, well, first of all it's obviously animal cruelty it can't be given so it's going to have to be done if they're, if they're caught what if they're caught three times what happened the first two times uh,
1: unless the results came all at the same time kind of thing you know what oh, I mean
0: I, I have no idea maybe. But, uh, definitely a funny one because the greyhounds don't when you look at greyhound racing you always hear about how greyhounds are thrown to the side left on side roads yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that because they don't keep them as pets once they're no good which is ridiculous crazy and they they need to sort that out but if they're giving them cocaine now as well and uh, (laughs) this is mental isn't it so they're not doing the sport yeah what the
1: effects are or what the benefits are i couldn't tell you but yeah
0: well you're confident (laughs) 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 strutting around the track backwards moonwalking (laughs) um we briefly talked about this in the way in the pro 14 yes The Southern Kings and Cheetahs have endured a baptism of fire in the Guinness Pro 14 and the new tournament doesn't seem to have captured the imagination of the fans in South Africa. Leinster and the Kings faced off yesterday at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium and very few spectators turned out to look at them lock horns. And I have, there's a few tweets on, on, on Twitter now, I'm really up to date in life, a picture here of it. Basically an empty stadium, and yeah, so Leinster the, emerged to polite applause. Less than five hundred here, but the the official, the official thing was like three thousand. But,
1: but they reckon it was well under.
0: Well under, and a couple of people here say official attendance three thousand. But I'm sitting here, and we're all looking I at can each other. count them off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that doesn't say much for yeah. for.
1: It's a it's a shame. Why do you think that is? Um. Obviously, down down there, it could be a seriously, it could be a serious downgrade. Uh, they could be very pissed off the fact that they're not in the pro or the top fifteen or pro fifteen, whatever it's called, down in uh, the southern hemisphere, where it's a mixture of Australian teams and New Zealand teams. Um, obviously they were the poor or two South African teams, so they got cut. You know, it could be a bit resentful. Plus the fact that they're not quite strong teams. Maybe it's going to take a year or two to get them back strong again because a lot of the best players went to. Stay in the Southern Hemisphere competition. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's a bit of a, I'm not going to watch subpar rugby. Who knows?
0: And Leinster Stars, oh, I'm going to struggle with this. say what? Yes, and Jameson Gibson Park were deported.
1: Some, I tell you, somebody within the logistical side of Leinster is definitely feeling a bit worse. Getting a kick up the hole, basically. Yeah, because in January, uh, apparently, the paperwork has changed for a New Zealand born. Uh, there's visa. they need a visa now compared to say other countries. So the two boys arrive and where's your papers? Don't have any. Yeah, well you showed as them from January, you know. So yeah, they
0: had to be turned around and oh, back home, with you And sent back home. I and mean, this didn't sneak up on them. They knew about yeah. this a long yeah. time. So yeah, someone's in yeah. a spot a bother Somebody definitely panicked. Juan Mata. Juan Mata. Do you remember we talked about Juan Mata? One percent of his wages he was he was handing out. Yeah. Um, so now two american women footballers have decided to follow his lead and they are donating one percent now i would tell you who that was if my phone loaded up quick enough <laughs> <laughs> megan rapone and alex morgan there we go Oh
1: yeah alex morgan yeah she will be so one of the big stars yeah
0: the two of them have decided to join juan mata so he's changing the world one person at a, a time
1: because i'm sure they. Morgan would be on decent money but probably not as much as we would all expect it well, wouldn't be on
0: what the, oh, Jesus, not even the, the mail are the boys. so listen if they all do it and it, and it and it builds up and it goes into the right places you, yes. can, you can't deny them that it's the right it, people it. manage it yeah. well this is it the right people we've seen it in, with Irish charities around here <laughs> disgraceful anyhow here we go we do a little bit of ads
3: broadcasting to Lucan this is Liffey
0: Sound FM. Um, welcome back to Liffey Sound ninety six point four FM. Quo. The bit of quote and the big kickoff, Dave.
1: Yes, ah, uh, listen, we can't, we can't ignore Mister Roy Keane this week. <laughs> yeah, another bit of golden moment during the week. Marcus Asensio, kind of one of the up and coming stars at Real Madrid, missed the Champions League game because he had a little spot on his leg. Will we listen to what. Roy Keane has to say about Where him. I came from, yeah, we can explain. But basically, yeah, he's, what is it, ITV or whatever, he did, they do did the Champions League, him and Lee Dixon, and it's his reaction to why Marcus Asenio basically missed the game.
3: Marco Asensio started the season really well for Real Madrid. Did you read this story? Was missing shave tonight because he's got Off, an infected yeah. spot after shaving his legs. Mm, yeah. Roy Keane, did you ever shave your legs before playing football?
0: No, no, but <laughs> afterwards, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's the modern player. Yeah. And then maybe he's
4: into the cycling, and not a, you, you shave your oh, yeah. legs
3: well, I'm not getting cycling. my legs out now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've got I've got an infection myself. But if that ever sums up modern-day football, isn't that a reason for missing a game? Yes. <laughs>
4: yeah, and, and if it, obviously it is true, then surely they could have used a different excuse.
3: Why yeah. put that out and, and embarrass the player like that? The players used to shave their legs when I when I was playing anyway for strappings, but only to about shin-high. So. Yeah. He's gone the full... Gone the full
1: whatever the full word whatever. is. Yeah. It's a sigh <laughs> at the end. Lee Dixon's still talking, and you can see Keane going, Oh,
0: just shut up. Kid's eyes rolled yeah. up into his head as if, Oh, shit. And you can hear the sigh. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe we're talking about I this. tell you
1: what, really grounds my gears. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Good man, Keane. But, uh, really? If that's true, seriously, somebody when in the media should be shot. Just say he's pulled a hamstring or something, he's a tight thing. Uh, he can't. He's a spot in his leg from shaving his legs, and his, it hurts when he pulls up his socks.
2: That is
0: ridiculous, isn't Come it? Come on.
1: Grow up! I, I I want to move on because I'll get really old man
0: grumpy and start roaring down the yeah, mic.
3: But it's ridiculous. It is
0: ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. First of all, why are they shaving it? I heard someone saying something <laughs> about because when they get the the rub downs that they get the hairs pulled off them, and, yeah. and so. Well, they're obviously not getting a good rub down then, if that's the case. Get more f- oil.
1: I don't know who it was. Um, some British f- footballer who's in... Uh, uh, actually, I don't know who it was. It was, it was the all-knowing Phil Neville. Oh, they all do it out there. Even I was getting in on it when I was out there. But you never played out there. You sat behind Gary in the shadows of <laughs> Valencia, you muck
0: <laughs> I'd love to have you on the shelf. I'd love to have you on the shelf. <laughs> um, The USA have uh, qualifier World Cup qualifiers and they're actually struggling at the moment yeah. USA I think Mexico are top of the group with 18 points Costa Rica are 15 points uh, Panama 10 and then USA 8 or 9 Ooh. points 9 points so I'm not sure how many go through FIFA will make it happen because not having USA there could
1: be financially America. not good for the World Cup
0: so they've won two of their games so they'll get there they've won two of their games and I'm looking at the group there 5 they probably only have 10 so is Clinton t- still at the helm I'm not sure Because I know they weren't too happy with him at all, at all I don't know I think he might have left Yeah he could I be think yeah. he might have left. Anyhow The reason why I'm saying it is Yes Lexi Lalas Do you remember Lexi Lalas? Oh Lallas?
1: yeah the old um, goatee And the, the old rock and roller Centre half
0: Well Lexi isn't too happy about the American
1: team And I'm sure he's not the type of guy Who sits in the fence and says Just a normal opinion yeah Let's have a listen to it Lexi Get in
3: Tim Howard Tim The Belgium game ended three years ago We need you to save the ball now Jeff Cameron Clean it up or let's get someone who will clint dempsey yeah you're a national team legend now we need you to be a national team leader michael bradley the u.s does not need you to be zen the u.s needs you to play better josie Altador, is this really as good as it gets because it's still not good enough bruce arena bruce jurgen klinsman lost at home to mexico you lost at home to costa rica this is now all on you not Jurgen. Oh, and by the way, to all the guys that I didn't mention, it because you don't even warrant a mention. And that includes you too, Wonderboy. So, what are you guys gonna do? Are you gonna continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? You are a soccer generation that has been given everything. You are a soccer generation who is on the verge of squandering everything. So, now it's time to pay it back. Make us believe again. You don't owe it to yourselves, you owe it to us. And get off my lawn. <laughs>
1: Get off my lawn! And get off my lawn!
0: <laughs> so say what you feel there, Mister Ladas, huh? He he certainly didn't hold back. It's good. I like yeah. that. I like that yeah. he, he didn't hold back and and he's not pasting over it. But yeah. he he was straight to the bone. Listen, you know, makes feel uh, to be a bit of a, a pussy cat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you said cat at the end. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, he really went for it there. So. It's cool. I, I like it because I like to see that there's a bit of passion yeah about, a lot of people talk about the Champions League and it's the best competition in the world and man, listen it, it's, it is it's up there but there should be no greater honour than to play for your country right. and if people aren't performing sometimes they need to be told listen you're not doing your job yeah well, he certainly did that absolutely a hundred a percent um, the Belgian game was three years ago <laughs> three years ago. it's time to save something <laughs> Uh now, Liverpool. Talk uh, to me about Liverpool why? just quickly.
1: Why? Uh,
0: they're all right. I missed match of the day. <laughs> so because, did I, for right? good reason. Did you? So you, you didn't see it, did no, you? No,
1: um no, by all accounts, um I can't I think his name his surname is Pope. The Bernie, the new Burnie uh, keeper. He got one of the match. Okay. Very much the dominant side, but uh yeah, it just didn't happen. I'm sure Deluded Liverpool fans To come up with loads of excuses That oh you know Champions League hangover Blah blah not Not good enough yeah. Simple as that Not good enough You have to put teams like that to bed If you realistically Not even to win the league To get into the top 4 this year Because you look at Man City yesterday No no Champions League hangover Away to Watford Who were in good form And they hammered them 6-0 You know with Aguero And De Bruyne And Jesus They're all there They're all humming Liverpool yeah. made a few changes uh, Sturridge was up front in, Obviously because Mane was missing So it was Salah Sturge and Firmino uh, still no position for Chamberlain he still hasn't started a game yet not that I'm that can't, bothered can't see him getting so in so it, it still scratches the head going not even Liverpool but why did he go yeah you know um, he, he could and he went up, for less money yeah and he, and he could end up in a similar position as he,
0: he has with Arsenal and I mean, just and traps. something unbelievable with his little um, chance he
1: gets. the two fullbacks were changed uh, Arnold was in right back and Robertson was in left back um, it was Clavan and actually yeah Clavan came in for Lovren which probably wasn't a mega surprise because, you know, very simple mistaken for the, fir- for the first goal against Sevilla. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, very much, they own the ball, I think 70% possession. All the stats look good. As I said, I didn't see much of it, but everything leans towards Liverpool. But for some reason, last, last night, the offensive side of things just didn't click.
0: Okay, well, listen, you're not but, the only Liverpool supporter who is a bit disappointed, let's yeah. say, about it. Five Live had Robbie Savage had a caller. Not a guy who likes to sit in the fence. <laughs> he likes to sit in the fence. Had a caller in yesterday uh, on their radio show, and let's have a listen and see what he said.
2: Face, I've had enough now. <laughs> I've absolutely had enough. Do you know what? Burnley. No disrespect to Burnley, mate. Defence. We said this since the first day you arrived. Right. I can't understand one thing. I want all them Liverpool fans that are listening out there on this, uh, on this radio show that might be heading back home in their cars and all that, to spend spending their hard-earned money and this and the other. Why don't you tell them to ring up the show and say why Jurgen Klopp should deserve to stay there? Because we've got one of the biggest circuses at Anfield at this moment at a Liverpool football club, and the biggest clown of the lot is Jurgen Klopp. Now, for me, you know what I love Jurgen do you know what? Because when he came in, he gave all the attributes of showing the passionate man and this and the other. Well, I'm a fan. I am passionate as well. But what I see and what I hear and what I have to go through, when I see my team that haven't got a flipping defence, a goalkeeper that can't catch a ball, they've got no defensive even coach at the, at the actual club, why, why should his job be, uh, feel safe at Liverpool? I've had enough of him. I saw against the media, as after the, after the, soon as they kicked off in the Champions League, I said to my wife, it would surprise me if we could see the goal in five minutes. And guess what? We've done exactly the same thing. Today we looked all good coming forward, and guess what? No plan B and no plan C. Well, I'll give you plan A here for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah? You've had your time, son. Right? At the end of the day, thank you very much. But I want a manager that needs to understand football reasons to show that you build a team from the back, mate. From the back, from the defence. The defence needs to be sorted out. He should have done this. There's no point of signing midfielders and, and looking good going forward. We need a defence, mate. And he hasn't addressed this since the first day he arrived. And he thinks he's going to come to my... Wonderful football club who I love. I'm getting emotional here, Robbie. Um, Go on, keep going, you Frank. Know you know what? I've been waiting 25 years for them to win um, to win uh, the title. And I saw my man here and I believed in him. You know what? he's got a worse record than Brendan Rodgers? Now the sides are calling him Brendan Cobb Well, at least Rodgers, you know what? He come within... One game of winning the title. And unfortunately he didn't. Because if that man would have won us the title, mate, I would have been the most proudest Liverpool fan in the world. He,
3: <laughs>
2: he was
0: just try- oi, oi. <laughs> he was just trying to hold off the tears there, wasn't
3: yeah, he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> in fairness, I was only talking about with the boys in the golf course yesterday. Slowly but surely, everyone, his stay of execution of being a nice guy and us all liking him. Yeah, Even the neutrals are starting to get. Right, nice guy and all that he is. Is he a bit of a joker? People are starting to question him. How good is he? And it's going to be interesting. And I say he's not the type that will take it too lightly if the questions, even at press conferences, are going to be a bit more pressing and a bit more probing. You
0: won't like to be questioned.
1: No. I don't think so. You know, I'm Jurgen. I'm a nice guy. I'm this, that, and the other. I'm uh, like, I'm a happy go lucky type of guy. But l- listen, don't push me. And, and, and yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next few weeks, especially if results aren't going to be that good because. His likability factor is now the bu- that bubble's gone. It's very much it's all about results. its now, results it? now. It without a shadow of a doubt. And I only mentioned it yesterday, Bruce Dormant, first four or five years he was superb in the whole But he had Matt Hummels and Subitic, like top quality centre halves. Then they all left. Yeah. And then his last season they were in relegation. And yeah. slowly but surely he managed to turn it around. Yeah. So maybe he was just he inherited good defenders and didn't have to worry about it. And then when he did have to worry about it, Dortmund struggled. He's done nothing about it at Liverpool. And they're struggling in the bank,
0: but it's such an when you look at it it's such an easy thing for yeah. him to have to try and sort out if it was yeah. the sh- their shape or p- people couldn't get what he was trying to do they're not they all get oh, what he's trying Spores, to do
1: Spores, have Spurs spent over 20 million on any of them centre-halves that they have N- no I, I think, think so. a 20 million probably max but for Tongan and um, the, the new guy they spent over 20 odd million Sanchez, uh, Sanchez. he seems quite solid quite yeah. comfortable and we're chasing Van Dijk for 60 and 70 and of course Liverpool Obviously, were a bit too aggressive in how they approached because he should be in the Liverpool jersey, but it's how they did it is how obviously what blew yeah, up in yeah. the face. So they had to say twenty five million for Keane for Everton. They sent the halves out there, but there was a clip I don't have it um, in Fenway. Um, the Red Sox are playing, and John Henry came down to the stands, and this American guy is roaring at him. Hey, January Van Dyke, you gotta sort out the defense, John. No, <laughs> and John Henry kind of stands up and looks back. He says, "Seriously." Forget everything else. You gotta give in <laughs> Like even in Amer- even in America they're jumping on it now. It's 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 not a bandwagon. It's actually it's a, it's a fact at this stage. You yeah. know, isn't it? Yeah, it's, no, it's crazy. It's,
0: it's Listen, it, 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 it I always think of it when it comes down to it, it's a whole load of millionaires running around playing football. But yeah. people who are going out on their weekly working Yeah. You know, six days. Is there two
1: hours of escapism? That is your escapism. We wanna we wanna people put their and
0: hard-earned money yeah. into go, going to games from Ireland. They go across to the matches. Correct.
1: Spend a hell of a lot of money. Hell a lot of money every year.
0: People from Japan, China, they they all come across to club. England. It's
1: half the grounds are from, half the grounds from all over the world,
0: and they travel up and down the country. So they're entitled to have their say yeah. about it. So, and I think Jurgen Klopp is going to have to realise now. Yeah, as he said, yeah. it's it's time to. As my dad would say, shite or, you know, get off get the Get off pot. the pot, yeah. So. But it was shite with there. Okay. Let's get some ads. Lifty Sound 96.4 Ooh. FM
1: Good old channel The old Libertines there with
0: Don't look back into the sun. Yeah, It's shorter than I thought I was going yeah. to be. FIFA <sighs> FIFA 18 channel, This I is can't. something This is something that you You're
1: to saying The worst thing ever now Because I don't want anyone else Paul Casey and all of them They can stay outside <laughs> now I'm
0: obsessed <laughs> the, uh, I, I was just reading something about it. I know yeah. we're, we're going to do something On it next, next week Next week yeah It's all massive right. business So and so anyone who's interested in FIFA, ha- have a listen in ne- next week. It'll be it'll be really good. But I was looking at it, it says, well, it's interesting. Only thirty nine players have been rewarded with a five star skill rating in the upcoming FIFA eighteen game. Do tell the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, Pogba are a few of you know the obvious. And ones. they take
1: this seriously now.
0: They take it hugely seriously. Watch
1: lads' twitters and stuff, and they're always slagging each other. It's massive. It, they really do take it to heart.
0: No. Mm -hmm. We love Aidan McGeady When he does something good for Ireland Correct And Aidan McGeady has been handed A five star skill rating (laughs) On FIFA 18 Right Lionel Messi received A four star skill rating (laughs) Please talk (laughs) Uh,
1: A little bit of background Without going into too much Because obviously we don't want to take away from next week Allegedly they have Guys in every country uh, scouts, so to speak, right. for the want of a better word, and they study all these guys, and they're the ones who come up with the stats from. But some of them beggar beggar belief, and for some reason, McGeady is always Ireland's best player. Yeah, and you're kind of going right. That's all oh, well and good, but do you physically watch any of these games nowadays? Like, what's going on?
0: But you don't have to. You don't have to scout football to know that Messi. Correct. It's one of the most skillful players in the world if not the. Yeah, correct. So the likes of I think there's 35 here I could name them all out but there's some in it. Uh, Somebody that would kind of scratch your head. Go on, give us one. Well, Nani is ahead of him. Uh, Messi?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sorry. Messi only has a four star. So these these
0: are the ones. Uh, Ben Arfa Douglas Costa Um, Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see Balassi. There's a whole load of ones here now I didn't yeah, realise. Yeah. Uh, Giles Martin. But there's a whole load Gilles of ones Martin. that are just average lads. But McGeady is up there. He's Ma- in a bracket of 30-odd players. He's in a bracket there. of 35 so players. Skill level. Now, his skill level is good. His end product is terrible. Yeah. But his skill level is good. But surely no one can be better than Messi. So... Well Ronaldo Will have to be in this one Because he's the face Of the FIFA this year Ah maybe that's what They're doing it for Maybe they're doing it for him
1: Because Messi And Barcelona Have an agreement With Konami For Pro Evolution Oh do they So maybe it's a bit Of propaganda Ah, you see Ah now it's making sense Now it's
0: making sense Because Ronaldo's the
1: face Actually this is the first time Ronaldo is the face Of FIFA Considering he's what 32 now 33 Him and Messi Are the two superstars Of football And this is only the first time I know he was involved In Pro Evo A couple of years ago But this is only This is the first time Ever at FIFA So maybe it's a bit of to and from because Barcelona um, uh, basically the reason why, if it, uh, like Pro Evolution still have funny names like West Midlands Village remember back yeah. in the day for Aston Villa and that's still the case that's still the case isn't because it? obviously FIFA have naming rights or whatever um, but they have the license for Barcelona Liverpool and a few others and okay. in fairness the detail of these clubs is very detailed Spot so maybe that's where it's a little poke
0: potentially Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. that's where it's coming from
1: pro evolution well, we'll I, haven't, we'll I haven't i haven't we'll played will
0: next 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 week yeah i haven't played pro evolution for a while um, it's on I, it's on the comeback it is on the comeback I, I have, i've heard that it's, it's it's stepped up a level
1: yeah and it's getting close but fifa still have it See, as we'll talk about it next week it's this ultimate team that's what it, it's basically general you know, all the kids are mad for match tax yeah the ultimate team is almost the equivalent of that Okay. Uh, you buy packs and you can get 12 players and obviously you discard half of them and then you keep but you get to play with them so it's like match attacks but live you get to play with the lads instead of just putting them in it. The,
0: so you, you know, get cards live on the screen
1: yeah so you buy a pack say a gold pack bronze pack yeah. silver and, the, the and they open up in front of you and they open up in front of you and they go into your team and you can play with them and gain more points so you can buy more and obviously get the, the big boys
0: I did see a YouTube clip of uh, I wouldn't even say he was a young fella I'd say he was probably in his Early twenties, yeah. And he opened one one of his packs, and he got Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and he nearly say, yeah. lost his mind. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: because they're rare. Like yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very clever ploy, and that's why FIFA will be king for a couple of years to come. Yeah. 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 Regardless of the real names, that's that's a big thing.
0: Uh, are you any good at it anymore? Uh, I'm getting there.
1: Yeah. I, I I I think I might have another year or two before I retire and
0: become an official professional. We'll, we'll take oh, the yeah. best we'll take the best though you know so <laughs> will we <laughs> um do they still because again i haven't played fifa in in a little bit but i am I, I, i've told adam now i'm gonna i says we're gonna buy fifa we're gonna yeah, play yeah. fifa 18 and we, we'll play it and say is there still them players like the edgar davids and stuff like that that long range shots they used to have in, in, in fifa is there those type of players That you go I, need, I could do with him Here in this situation
1: Ah yeah Like it, It's got incredibly realistic channel. Has it And it was getting to the point Where it was almost too realistic There was a lot of past And, and it was it. almost getting bored Because yeah. it was getting too real Defenses were getting Like the What you call it The AI The, art, the artificial Like the computer The defences were too clever And that's why pros Were becoming a bit more popular Because it was still a bit arcade like So you can have a bit of cracking It's all about scoring goals And yeah. attacking But FIFA was almost getting too realistic but allegedly this year they've softened it a little bit it's still going to be incredibly realistic but it's going to be a little bit softer where you can score a few more goals and it's to be fun it has to be fun it has to be
0: enjoyable I remember when
1: but you had to slow it down honestly Sean when you play you have to slow it down build up almost suck them out and then try and get them on the game it was too very tactical yeah Yeah, very very tactical no online, was sti- it's still great crack. That's what the big thing is. It's all about online, it, playing taking on each against so each other. that that takes it out of it. But the AI side of things, when you're playing a computer, it's, it's incredibly realistic.
0: Now when we used to pro pro ev used to be better than FIFA. Oh yeah, yeah. And we used to have pro ev, and my dad used to come home from work, <laughs> and he'd walk in the door, <laughs> and he wouldn't the, the keys we put up on the mantelpiece, sat down, control pad in, your dinner's ready, yeah, yeah, and straight into playing FIFA one on one against each other, yeah. and and that was constant yeah. for months upon months, yeah. where it was. Just just getting so addictive that it is though you can that the the addictiveness of yeah. you know wanting to score a great goal or when you're, especially when you're playing against someone not necessarily playing all, against all the it's computer the it's all the thrill of beating someone else. I
1: started to play online a little bit in the last couple of weeks. I had it all year, and for some reason I've just said enough's enough. I'm going to start playing a bit more instead of watching whatever craps on TV a bit more often and I've been playing online the last couple of weeks and it's nothing to do with the show I just got into it
0: yeah.
1: and uh, it's incredibly difficult and that buzz of beating somebody you don't know where they're from or who they are but that buzz when you get that winning goal one nil down and you come back and you're almost picturing them where they are and hoping they're going bananas when you crash one in but uh, it's a great buzz it's a great buzz
0: right what we're going to do is because the way the show was shaped up we are yeah. having jared martin in to talk about sports psychology uh, in a few minutes and then around half 25 past half nine paul casey's coming in uh, the dubs. Come on the dubs, uh, to talk about you know hit the game and himself as well <laughs> the game <laughs> the game um so what we're going to do is we're going to take an early ad break and get them out of the way so we can have a good chat And welcome back to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff. If you want to text us, it's 087 062 7138. And as always, the email is the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. Okay, commencing on the t- Monday the 25th of September for 10 weeks in Luton Community College is the highly interesting sports and exercise psychology module. Topics include motivation, leadership, decision making, performance, goal setting, anxiety, relaxa- relaxation, concentration and contemporary sports psychology. In the studio today with us is Jerry Martin to shed a bit of light on what to expect from a t- 10-week course. Jerry, welcome to The Big Kick-Off.
5: How are you doing, lads? Great to be here. Great. Great to be part of the show.
0: Jared, or Jerry, Jerry, before we talk about uh, the sports and exercise uh, module, can you just give us a quick sporting background on yourself?
5: Well, okay, I'll try and, and give you a quick one, not not too long on it. Um, Participation-wise, as a young guy Luke, and <coughs> it was either Gaelic or soccer, so I wasn't able to kick. I didn't know what side of a ball to kick, and sat on the sidelines a lot of the time through my early days, but the, then around 1980, that's a long time ago to a lot of people, not too long <laughs> <Yeah>. to myself. <laughs> my, my, my son turned
0: around to me and, and says, were you born back then? That's so
5: long ago. <laughs> well, something happened by the and one of your previous colleagues in, in the radio world, which a lot of people might know, Ronan Collins,
0: yeah. Yeah, kick, yeah. kicked
5: off the Dublin City Marathon at the time as the uh, head initiator office. Which uh, the marathon is actually won by Dick Cooper, and that in, that introduced us all to this new boom, the first real marathon boom in Ireland. And at the time, I just maybe I would a few started to save my time. I was a few years into work and started trying this running around the fields up in Griffin Park, <laughs> long before <laughs> the actual park was there at the moment. There was just a couple of football pitches, and through that started running, ran the first marathon and. Eventually got involved in athletics in a big way. At the same time, now, I had been doing karate, uh, a very successful club here with a guy, a tempo karate, guy by the name of Dave Roberts. Where is he out of? Dave moved from town uh, to Hillcrest, set up the club, and he was won the first European championship at full contact in the country. So it was quite an interesting time to be involved. Uh, It was in the very much split political karate era, when no organisation would even fight against the other organisation right. if they did okay. it was a fight right <laughs> and that's what it was Uh I remember once getting knocked out in a training bout with a guy by the name of Whelan from Carlo and when you recovered you just got up and fought on so there was no uh yeah per- uh Cautions then with regard to concussion right okay it, that teams yeah, have yeah. changed and it's it's nice to see that yeah there's lots of kids enjoying karate now yeah. as a sport as a matter of fact it's probably most multifaceted around especially around luke and there's multiple clubs so it's great to see it and it's it is a great uh personality Absolutely. builder as well yeah so yeah after that then i got involved with the harriers and that's where i've been since luke and harriers big time in and out uh It's a great club it's a great club to belong to okay
0: and you have you have a few courses under your belt can you just run through a few of them that you've you've
5: yeah myself i got involved in sports i didn't get involved in sports psychology i I was kind of always interested in psychology and it's it's nothing new to us to anyone who's involved in sport you use we all use psychology all the time Hmm. just don't call it sports psychology i got involved doing some distance learning courses at you know fetech four fetech five level and then my own life kind of changed a little bit insofar as I made redundant in 2009, and that gave me the opportunity to uh, do a degree out in the, uh, the ALBA degree, out in All Hollow Syndrome Chandra, yeah. which is adult learning based, uh, Bachelor's of Art. And I was able to incorporate a lot of basic psychology and philosophy modules into that. So that allowed me then to carry on. At the same time, I as, actually it's one of those modules because because you could bring in modules from other universities or colleges mm-hmm. i carried on done a level eight sports psychology out with uh dr olivia horley out in iadt dr olivia horley now would be one of the top both research and applied uh sports psychologists in the country she works with a lot of teams and a lot of people a lot of individuals uh, after the BA was complete, again you're in a void, what do I do? Mm. I I look people suggest that I should do a masters. And there was only two masters <clears throat> in sports psychology available, and there still are as far as I'm aware, in the in on the island of Ireland. One is in UU in Belfast okay. and the other is in W I T down in in Waterford. Okay. With a chap by the name of Jerry uh, Fitzpatrick. Okay. Jerry would be one of the top. Basketball coaches still is involved very much and uh so yeah, I signed up for that and completed that last Christmas handed in my final thesis on the eighteenth of December right it was the best package I ever handed in was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people want something from Santi I was given something from Santi. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great, it was a great course, and it's uh it opened up so much to me, and it gave me so much knowledge and and also at the same time, I got very much informed of what I wasn't aware of, right. and what most of us aren't aware of what's yeah. happening within within sport, and what can happen not just sport, but as as we're talking about sport and exercise, but also at any performance level, yeah, uh, whether that's acting or school right. or, or dance schools or anything like well, that's, that. The, oh, that's that's a know. question
0: I was just about to ask you, but before we go any deeper into sport psychology. Who, the course itself runs for 10 weeks. Who is the course aimed at or who can use it?
5: Okay. The course is titled Sport and Ex- Exercise Psychology. Yeah. Uh, I would very much push it that way because people, people think that sports psychology is only for Ronaldo and top stars yeah. and that you have the to elites. be a high performance, yeah. you have to be an Olympic athlete. It's not. You could be bringing your kid to swimming tomorrow. Yeah. A seven or eight-year-old kid. And they're, Daddy, I'm anxious. Mommy, yeah. I'm anxious. Yeah. So straight away, you're a sports psychologist. Yeah. You're helping your child get around that problem. So it's for it's for everyone then. You could say it can simply be for a parent who feels they want to have a, be able to guide their children better. It's for anyone who takes part in individual exercise. Yeah. Whether that is, when I say individual exercise, whether you're someone who just does all your own training for to run the Dublin City Marathon in October. Yeah. Or whether you're someone who's part of an aerobics group up in Luke and the Centre or, mm. you know, that you will benefit from it. Yeah. From learning, from it. be made, not, I won't say learning, but be made aware of the different facets that are involved and the different interventions that you can use or you can apply to your friend who isn't maybe having a good time. Yeah. And then, of course, it goes on to sport. And obviously, you have multiple sports coaches out there, not just in the Lucanary, but countrywide, but that that do need to have an understanding of being able to recognise symptoms or traits that an individual player might have that they're coaching that they can then go and help them with. So it's really for everyone. Yeah but pr- primarily people will look at it as the coach. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not just the coach and, and individual players on teams.
0: I have you know. looked up uh, sports psychology courses before because it's, I was highly interested in it. It's, it's hard enough now to get a course that, I suppose, there's not too many out there. So to have one lo- close to me is great because it gives me a chance now uh, to, you know, if I want to go for it, to go for it. If, in, uh, kind of, if I attend this
5: 10-week course, what will I take away from it? And what, what, what will the benefits be? Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, I have taught this one out before, <laughs> even though you didn't prompt me with the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did say but have some idea what sort of questions we were going to get during our, our exams. Uh, to answer the question is, the two things I would like people to take over. Yeah and this is coming from my own what I did because of the opportunity I've been given now as a, as an adult learner the two things i would like people to take out is number one if they're a coach or a player or a participant in any exercise and our sport or performance in general they will go away with a better understanding of sports psychology because there's no accreditation for this I'm not i'm not qualified i am not a qualified sports psychologist yeah that that's an, another pathway, and and actually providing this course is part of the pathway. Yeah, you have to go. It's kind of a three four year build up your own portfolio, and that's um, we can talk about that maybe again some other time. Yeah, uh, this, the the real thing I would like people to, to take out is is that I will instill in them and through the, the debates and the and the discussions we have a little a mindset that they'll say yeah you know I wouldn't mind going off now and maybe. Going and doing that level eight out with IADT, or yeah. doing one of the there are level fives and level six that a lot of the uh, providers, the ETB providers, you can go and and you can either study online or you can or you can actually attend the classes. Yeah, and they are a good pathway then into maybe going on and doing the masters if you wanted, or if that was part, of it. especially for younger people, you know, are coming out maybe they have a sports science degree behind them when they come out, and they don't, you know, they'd like to. Maybe go on one direction. Yeah, yeah. That that would be a, a pathway for them. So there are the two things I would like that obviously, to get the information, but secondly, that I instill this 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 want then to go out and and actually see is what everything Jerry said. It see is that factual and does it work? At so that it's,
0: it's basically, you, you want to open people's minds to actually what they're doing or saying.
5: Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's sport psychology. Psychology is opening the mind. That's yeah. what it is. And you're bang on with with your what you said there. Uh, it's the psychology of sports. So yes, going out there, learning about what it is. But there, there's so many different facets within the, within the psychology, within the learning. And it's it's important too that we become aware of. There's a lot of gurus and people out there. Sports psychologists hang out at their their, their business card. There's, some, mm. there's very few sports psychologists qualified in this country. There's only about 30 Yeah, and we you need to be aware of who's actually who you're employing on your team or as part of your group as a sports psychologist. And I'm not saying these people are not educated. they may have a general interest, so you don't have to go and do a degree. But you need to be uh, either leading to to being an accredited sports psychologist or being qualified and, and actually accredited. And in this country that happens through the institute of sport Mm -hmm. dr kate kirby is the is the director of sport of the sports psychology over there
0: is is language important in in coaching and is are are some people using i don't know better phrase to say it but are using a bad uh using bad psychology i suppose
5: in their language without even knowing it communication and language i know are two different things but Communication is probably 70% of a coach's uh, activity yeah. and mm-hmm. clear communication is what's involved and using the correct language. So you're, you're correct there in saying what, uh, using the correct language. I mean, you, I, I've up watching matches up in Hillcrest there and the coach is on the sideline he's, and he's, Focus! Yeah, there's only one thing he's focusing on. But what, 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 <laughs> well, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the <laughs> seven-year-old he's shouting at, or she's shouting at, to focus on? Yeah, mm, mm, you know, you need to be clear and concise, and that's why you, you just don't do sports psychology during the game. You need to be doing it during the training. You need to be educating the people that you're going to be talking to as to why you're saying why these things are coming from. Yeah, you know, so it is a very clear part, and, and you need to be concise and and limited with your use of language and you know language just doesn't come from the mouth it comes from the eye contact the arm the gestures everything you know body language again is is around 60% 60 of the communication right and
0: so what should coaches avoid then is there is there standard things that coaches would do body language wise or even through you know communicating that is common but should be avoided
5: yeah well you know, we're here, and this is my first one of the first times I've sat behind the mic in my life. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm watching you two people. Yeah. For cues, yeah. I'm watching the eyes, I'm watching yeah. your hands. You know, so that's what the coach should be doing. They, they they should be using their own body. Yeah. And and the gestures need to. be, You know, the the team they're coaching, they need to know. And we've seen, you see on Match of the Day last night where the coach on the side raises the two arms up in the air yeah, and yeah. looks away at the other side. Now, that might just seem like a, a, an, ang- an anguished movement by the coach, but maybe he's told his parents, listen, if I'm doing that, there's a reason I'm doing that. Yeah, yes. You know, that, that, that it's, it's to tell you that there's something wrong or he could have said well I'm going to do this 10 times during the match because it takes the cameras away from the game from, from the certain game, yeah. things that might be happening that you need to be working on then you know
1: so obviously positivity is massive and everyone pushes and pushes and pushes that. what's the best way to kind of when it's time to have a go and to kind of get at them because they're underperforming like is there a kind of a, is there a better way instead of just effing them blind and blinding and you, you know lads just turn off the volume uh, he's gone he's lost it when it's time to get it get stuck in How is the best way is do you kind of build it up or because obviously it's all the big push about being positive and keeping thing how when it's when it's time
5: to have a go what's the best way to kind of start it off almost okay on on that one or is or should you yeah yeah, on, yeah you can go into your theories you there and you're kind of looking at the what's called the catastrophic theory when things fall apart yeah things don't just fall apart all of a sudden yeah something has been happening over the last number of weeks so that's when the coach should be applying themselves and should be starting to see that something happening now if the coach allows an issue to build up or a lack of performance to build up on a team then the coach isn't coaching Mm -hmm. so they they need to be aware of previously now i know and i understand there are situations where And we might see it today where everything will just fall apart all of a sudden if Dublin go two goals down. Yeah. As happened many years ago with them. Yeah. You know. Jim Gavin won't lose it. Never does. He will will just stand there and the camera will go on him and he'll have the peak cap on and he will be the same person as he will be next Wednesday or Thursday when he's in the IAA behind his desk Mm. or up in Weston looking at aircraft to make sure they're okay for, for a fit for flight. Yeah. But the players will know because he'll have spoke to them many times and they've gone through, they'll have to play this in their in-house matches and their in-house games. They'll have gone through all these scenarios. So really it's about planning for these things to happen but not allowing them. And when they do happen, then there is a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. And you need to be able to initiate these. So the coach needs to be leading all the time. If the coach actually does lose it, then the coach has lost it, right. yeah, yeah. and he's probably off no or she's off no value then, just for a minute or two, it just me walking yeah. away for a minute or two and then coming back and saying, and that's why in some games it's great, you have your basketball, you have your timeouts, how many times does a coach lose it in basketball and you can see why in the intensity of the game yes. and you're in a hall and there's an arena and there's a lot of <laughs> spectators and a lot of noise, but then they go back and they have their little grouping and they Get it back together again.
0: You will see, though. You hear about Alex Ferguson and the fear factor. Um, you'll hear them talk about when they were in the dressing room and you'd be afraid to say anything when Alex Ferguson walked in. But yeah, he got performances out of them. How does
5: how does that work? Okay, uh, the hairdryer situation. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> 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 I have to add, whether these things are true or not. You have to. You may ask. More than likely, they are. And and a lot of these, if if again a lot of the, the uh, research and work that goes on went on early in, in regards to sports psychology ha- happened through in the states, and you can compare some of the coaches over there and the likes of John Wooden would have been one of the, the finest coaches ever in, in ever to the grace the the world, as they say. Yeah. He never lost Yeah. He was always just because the, everyone knew what their place was. Now you're handling different people. You have to ask who was Alex Ferguson handling at the time. What's what mindsets had he yeah. to work with? I'm sure. Well, he only had one hairdryer, so he could only actually hit one person. Brian Clough though was in the same mould, though, wasn't he? There were, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we we can talk. We talk about the, the, the hairdrying. It's yeah. just. That it's, it's an in, rather than. It's an interesting look at how
0: to get a performance that know, uh, I mean, it's I encouraged a lot to be calm to try and talk to people help them work it out surely sometimes though a, a kick up the backside is it's like kick starting a car you know just get, get it going again is that is that do you, does it be looked at as a no go I mean you do a sports psychology course is it you know it's always just about working it out working it out do they ever talk about you know, sometimes you just need to sort of a little shock therapy. You know,
5: yeah. again, what you're saying is correct because there are times when a coach needs to change their tactic. Yeah, short term, when it, when they're at Plan D and it may not be working, and there's the time limit on the game, and something needs to happen. But that's when the players, the team will know, or the individual mm. will know that this isn't our, our game plan isn't working here and we have to try and be innovative on yeah, the pitch yeah. ourselves because if, if I don't know how, how used of Man United aware of the dressing room situations to be like that way Yeah, you know you can't do that all the time because the players as you say will just turn that back
0: maybe yeah, that's why there was a quick turnover in the club you know
5: uh, if, you, if, if, if that's you need players you need everyone needs to be on the one team sheet yeah and happy so if, if you've an autocratic and then again, again and, and you mentioned leadership is going to be one of the uh, items we go through different styles of leaders yeah and um, we, we've seen them all through the years not just in sport but right through every every facet anxiety how does that play out in, in well sports? you can go back to your seven year old in the back of the car that you're bringing swimming yeah and she really doesn't want to go swimming that day maybe she thinks you know she's not as good as, as the other little girls yeah. or the other little boy beside her who is not wearing the water wings anymore and she still has to wear them yeah so anxiety again is something you need to walk around it, it's it's not a quick fix there are reasons there will be reasons why it's there and and it's not something that you can you can just fall off either and centi- certainly in the world we're living today with mental health health issues yeah we need to be very aware but support and encouragement are the big facets. A child being able to see what they call vicarious uh influence. Their, a child their own age, yeah. and their own size and, and probably male, female, who's capable of doing something, they would copy that child. Yeah, yeah. That's, is it
0: just you know Is it just encouragement then? I mean, if you have a child who doesn't quite believe in themselves. It's it can be seen that they're playing relatively well, but if there's mistakes made, that they beat themselves up very easily and they bring themselves down about it and get upset about it. Is it just encouragement and time?
5: It says there there are what we call high achievers, mm. and you need to recognise if your child is in that in that that category. If they're a high achiever, they will always feel a failure if. They're not top of the class. If they're not scoring the goal, you will very see, rarely see a high achiever who wants to be a goalkeeper or yeah. wants to play in the back line. They want to be up front. Yeah, you know they they want to be the 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 girl or the boy who goes in and does a hundred lengths every week or every morning when they're brought swimming. Yeah, they will. That's where they will want to be. The danger with the high achievers is that if when they're not achieving, they will drop out. Yeah. And if you have a, a, if you find your child is constantly changing sports, or changing activities, and not happy to stay in one for, a, a, you know, for no for what seems like no reason, yeah, that could be a red flag. And it's not, a, a, you know, it it just means you need to. It's manage. Work with Manage the child. Manage the person. Not just we're not just talking about children here, obviously, but mm. manage manage that person, and and make them aware that it's not really all about being the top yeah because you you will not be the top all the time and then ask any athlete at the end of their olympic career or at the end of their football career or whatever their whatever you know and and ask anyone when they retire from it from their work at 60 years of age they will tell you where they felt they were achieving and then but they realize that you just can't keep at that level you won't we're not built the human is not built to stay at the top all the time they need to be all you know so to change say just basic
1: tips just to change little mental attitudes around would it be kind of like a simple like almost a mantra just saying the same thing over again that eventually you sit in and they believe in it or do you kind of try and try a different tack every time or is it very much sticking to the same road and just keep chipping away slowly but surely and eventually they'll kind of turn their attitude around or change it in, in that way or what's the kind of the basic time the way to turn it around for somebody
5: what, what you find is um, what you're talking about is, is using keywords words or self talk yeah that's what you're talking about there yeah. to actually just achieve get, an improvement or, or, or to change your, an attitude you, you need, it's a problem it's, it's not something that you need to do now you will have like people will, will uh, sit with individual players who might have an aggressive trait and they go through this self-talk with them that they can bring in, and they have few words that will just actually bring them back down yeah. from where they are. And uh, not some that would not be so much in uh, in a team situation, but that would be in an individual situation, <coughs> like in the tennis. If if you mm-hmm. if you get over over hyper, <coughs> on the te- at the end of the, on the baseline of your tennis court, and you get start getting aggressive, you're going to start losing the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the other the player will see or uh, your your opponent will see that, and they I- just start. Banging that ball into the area that you don't want it.
1: How simple does the game, whatever game you're involved in, how simple is it when you're so relaxed and you're in your comfort zone, your happy place?
5: Really? What the, yeah, the it's just the, natural
1: yeah. when you're in that zone, isn't it? Wouldn't when it?
5: you're in what you call it, the the, the the zone of flow or the zone yeah. of optimal performance. Uh it's not simple. It's something that's probably very rare. Again, most athletes are, and I talk athletes as in the, the generic term, as in the American term, maybe anyone taking part in the sports would say that they maybe only had reached this three or four times in their career. It's not a simple thing, it's when everything works. Yeah. You know, I can only remember once in a race saying, you know, I was having a very good run and I knew everything was working. And it's just, it is a great feeling. You are you're actually feel yourself, what they call it, the liminal, you're in the liminal space, you're, you're removed and you're looking at yourself performing. You know, it wasn't a pretty sight that day. <laughs> but you can imagine what, you know, what when, when you're in a real high performance situation yeah. and that works for you, you know, especially in the endurance sports where you may be out two hours, yeah. race yeah. walking, five hours, four hours yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And you can remove yourself from your body, from all that pain, from all that work, that, that effort. And you're just in this, What it? Mikhail, Shikens Mikhail. Shikens Mikhail is the guy who brought this flow, a, a Hungarian uh, psychologist thing to us. And, and, uh. Something it, it, it's brought on now into what you, what you call positive psychology or humanistic psychology, mm. which is a big sell at the moment and people are making millions writing all these books about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's where this all comes from now. Well, I believe in,
0: in visualization. So whatever sport you're using, actually even in, in life, if you visualize, you're, you're gonna give yourself a better chance of achieving it. Do you touch on visualization?
5: I will be. And when I was driving over here this morning, do you think I was concentrating on my driving or concentrating on this interview? <laughs> I'm, sure you going true I'm sure you were listening to the radio, minds. are you no, you're not? Listening. <laughs> of course I was. <laughs> visualisation or imagery is is huge. Yeah. And next to goal setting, it is 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 the most effective intervention yeah. used in sports psychology. Uh I had an athlete over in at the European Championships there in, in in Masters Age group and we use visualisation with her all year as part of our pre competition yeah build up and is
1: that more so that when they're in the middle of the race or whatever nothing shocks them because it's already in their brain they've already thought about it so when is is that is that is that the main reason why it's done the visual? Mo-
5: mostly people who use visualization or or imagery prior to yeah. the event yeah and they will be going through you know you can you, you could again a kid could use it when you're bringing them swimming and your child is anxious Mm -hmm. you say to them well Anne or Paul or whatever when you're sitting there in the back of the car just think about yourself swimming up and down that and have a look at yourself Mm -hmm. swimming up and down the pool there in King's Hospital and see what way how you feel or maybe even the pool in Lucan dare I say it (laughs) sometimes dare I say it we can be Uh, plenty of visualisation well yes but uh think about and have a look at yourself and see how how you're feeling feel your breathing Mm. you know the research they've done on 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 visualization and imagery is that there is in it there's a muscular impulse happens similar to the event yeah about 10% yeah yeah you know so you actually do physically as well as mentally go through the whole uh whatever it is, whether it's swimming or football or a run or whatever, you know. I'll
0: give you a little scenario. If you've got – and I'm going to stick with football because it's my first love – but if you have a striker who is, I suppose, how do you get him to stay confident if there's a a goal drought? So if he's – maybe he's even playing well, but he's just not scoring the goals and that's getting him. How do you make – how do you help a player stay confident? I'm sure that if it's a goal drought, that after a while – the positive words, the reaff- uh, the repetitive yeah words of encouragement can only last so long.
5: So h- how do you keep that confidence in a player? Okay, firstly you have to make sure that that player is doing everything they should be doing. Yeah. To be part of, to facilitate the team, and they need to know that it's not their. Fault or issue that they're not scoring goals. Now there could be, you could have a goal drought because you just happen to have played the, first, the four best defences yeah, in the yeah, in the country true. or in your league over the last four games. You could have a goal drought because the creative midfielder who would normally pass the ball to you for that shot mm. just is injured. Yeah, you could have a goal drought because the manager is playing a different system. So the player needs to know that it's not their actual fault or yeah. issue or they're not the reason for the goal drought now having said that they also need to look at their own game and go through it bit by bit and it's the micro analysis right. that you do it's not just looking at and suddenly saying I've gone from being a great goal scorer to being a non-goal scorer yeah.
0: I've seen strikers come off and match and it could be two games in a row and because someone may have said to them in the last game Jace, there were great chances you missed just that one sentence could put them off for the next game yeah
5: they need to go away and look and see well the simple thing to do is there well can you tell me which 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 chances were they yeah because i need to know what chance i missed yeah yeah and uh, you know you can you can move away from the psychology and just go to the honesty part of sport and if we are all honest with ourselves and actually think about what we're doing And how much we are contributing and are we doing what we should be doing or are we just a hatcher yeah Yeah. you know if the goal, if if the score if the guy who has been scoring goals basically because someone that's took a shot and it it, it slipped off the back of his backside into the goal you know and or he happened to get his head in the way and deflected into the other corner yeah Uh, is he a true goal so are they true goal scorer but I know the question you're asking again it, it goes back to the positivity of the player you need, they need to be kept so do they, at that level do some,
0: do some players no matter how much work you've done do some players need to seek their own I, call, I don't know if you call it help or not but do they need to go and look to seek something to make them mentally stronger themselves is there is there is there, is there can they work should they go and work with a sports psychologist to make, make, to help them work on their mental strength
5: it could be part of it and I'm not going to say here yes go and find your nearest sports psychologist inc Got it should be Jerry. You want yeah. the money? <laughs> <laughs> if it was a I was looking now, I'd be drinking pink champagne somewhere this hour in the morning. But it say. certainly would help, it would help, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. sports psychologist could be just our best friend,
0: yes, that's true, yeah, yeah. not
5: necessarily. It doesn't have to be a quality, but as I said at the start of the interview. We all use psychology all the time, yeah, every day absolutely. of our lives. And you can break it down into which individual part of psychology you're using. Then what if it's your sports you're taking part in, or, or your performance, or you're doing exercise. You know, you just don't put your gear on and go out for a run on a wet, dark night. Yeah, You have to psych yourself up to do it. Of course you it. have to want to do it. Yeah. And part of that is the psyching. Likewise, you don't go training on that night up to Dalsper knowing that you're going to get soaked for two hours and probably roar that by three different coaches and other people who want to pull you in different directions as part of the team yeah. you know you, you need to want to do that and that's your own your own psyching up starts with yourself even yeah. before you go near the game and as we spoke about the, the imagery or the visualisation you know you're looking forward to it and you, you visualise it and you go through these things in your head before prior to the game and maybe that could be a week prior you know there's, there's 30 people <laughs> or 40 people going to be on two squads in yeah. Crow Park today in the senior game and they will not just be thinking about this game plan today
0: no and you'll have substitutes who are on the bench in that game today who have to be mentally prepared they all know and and they will be sitting there
5: playing they won't be just watching the game they'll be playing and watching themselves and uh, you know you can see individual players when they come out they've gone through what they're going to do long before they actually get it and out and put out on the field
0: your course starts on Monday the twenty fifth of September. It lasts for ten weeks.
5: Uh is there a price on the ten weeks? There is. I think it's uh, hundred and fifteen. Okay. It's 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 this is all done again, it's it's not Jerry's course, which I'm just delivering it. It's yeah. it's done through the ETBs and you can register next Tuesday evening, I think, between seven and and uh eight up at the college itself or you can re- uh, enroll on www ddl.etb.ie, and Any type or just phone the college itself, Grad. which is six two eight two zero seven seven, and the details are all here anyway, if you need them, and they are also online. Okay. So, or you can contact myself, which is uh, an easy email. It's ruactive at gmail dot com. So that's a r e the letter u a c t i v e at gmail dot com. Okay. Listen, Terry uh i could talk <laughs> all day
0: about it uh, I might even attend some, the course I might even attend the course myself you're more than welcome and then, then we won't need you on the show then will I if uh, yeah. know everything then <laughs> won't they you know, some, some DJs might get great
5: value out of uh, performance uh, psychology his first question would be every time H- how does that make you feel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay listen to it thanks very much for your time okay lads it's appreciated and thanks very much again and good luck with the show and I hope it keeps going Cheers, so it's a great little show right thank you
0: And welcome back to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Today, we've got Paul Casey in with us. Uh, Dublin and Mayo served up two edge-of-the-seat battles in last year's All-Ireland File on a replay. Today, to do it all again, and Dublin are looking to make it three in a row, while Mayo have been in three of the last five finals, of which they have lost all three, and are hoping to banish the curse. Joining us in the studio, as I said, is Paul Casey with might share his opinion on how the final might play out. Paul, welcome to the big kickoff. Thanks a million, that's delighted to be here. Uh, Paul, with such Any a ticket <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> some reason we might have some. Uh, with such a tight final last year and either side improved, have they either side improved their overall play and will it give them an edge this year?
4: things I think Dublin have improved their their team and the new players they've brought into the squad are they've just fitted in seamlessly um, and they still have all the experience on the bench and they're they're just constantly getting better and I think their results over the course of the championship show that already. Uh, I mean they've brushed everybody aside. I thought Tyrone might give them uh, a good battle and Tyrone and Dublin just uh, they just steamrolled them. Uh, Mayo have improved as the year have gone as gone on. I mean, the, I think beating Kerry after a replay will have done them the yeah. world of good from a mental point of view um, and they haven't been far away from Dublin over the last few years when they've played them. There's been a couple of draws, draw last year um, and I think Mayo will, they know that it's now or never, yeah. uh, as they say every year, but they, they'll give it a good battle um, and they, they'll have confidence coming into this game. Um, so, I don't know, it, it might may go down to the wire and then Dublin, Dublin just may may uh, go out and play the way they've been playing and, and nobody can live with them and if they steamroll do that. them yeah. maybe
0: I mean that, obviously Dublin are the favourites for it clear favourites for it and again with losses over the last few years for Mayo um, probably I say most people even even the Mayo contingent probably have their doubts But so what would Mayo need to do to I don't know did they need to change their approach or for Dublin or did they just play the same way they normally play
4: I think they play the same way they normally play and I mean um, it would be interesting what they do with Aidan O'Shea and where they in set up their team um, but I think they, like, they can't think too much about the opposition they have to go out and try and implement their own game because if they go out to try and stop Dublin I mean it's going to be very hard um, and ultimately it's one, it comes down to one game and Mayo just have to throw the kitchen sink at Dublin um, and play, play like they played Dublin last year in the two matches there was a kick of the ball in it and you know, they, they probably should have won the first day last yeah. year and they'll be looking just to, to take their chance Make every score count, and to to really put pressure on Dublin and when Dublin do score, they'll they make sure that they've they've earned their scores, you know.
0: And same with Dublin, the Dublin just, I mean, Dublin are so strong and it's their panel that is so strong that they can make changes and, and probably seem doesn't make a difference to, this, to the team. Do they? Do they? Like when you were playing do they say listen first 10 minutes 15 minutes do we go to try and steamroll them or is it just a certain get out player into the areas we want to play and what does the plan be i think it's
4: just go out and i mean there's things that they will have worked on in training and and all year really in terms of their approach to playing the game and it's just to go out and try and implement those things and i think it's it's kind of as well to go out and and figure it out for themselves don't be waiting for instructions from the sideline and this that's what this dublin team are really really good at they'll go out They'll kinda of suss out the opposition. They have a few key fellas that they get onto the ball at vital times and then they just they learn how to break down teams. I remember playing against Donegal years ago when Donegal really set up the defensive structure and it was real, Well what do we do here now? Where this Dublin team, they kind of figure it out and they see they see the times when to attack and how to break down teams. So I think they'll just go out, they'll take probably let's go fifteen minutes at a time, get in at half time, reassess them see where we are um, and then there's, there's the personnel on the bench that can come in and I mean that's the, the real strength of this Dublin team is when you look at All-Ireland winners, All-Stars on the bench and to come in and try and finish off the job for them. Like that's
1: the ironic thing I was going to say, Like, without, not necessarily individuals because I don't think you can name individuals but is there certain aspects, of, is there any holes that Mayo can pick at, is there anything that you could possibly see? Take yourself as a neutral for a split second. Is there a kind of potential?
4: Well, in, in any, I suppose in any match, and especially all Ireland final, midfield is a is a huge platform, and generally, whoever comes out on top in midfield has a great chance of winning the game. So Mayo will look to try and dominate that. Mm. Whether they will or not, I don't know. Um, and then there's always question marks over Dublin full back line. I don't think they're justified because they have. I mean, they they fought off any attack that's come come on uh, against them yet this year. I suppose where Mayo could, maybe it's the goal chances, and if they get goal chances, they have to take them. And uh, final Kildare had a couple of great goal chances. Yeah. They weren't able to take them. And I mean, Dublin just uh, after that, they just uh, plowed on and, and they, they kind of put Kildare to bed. Like, you know, so yeah. if a goal chance had, um, if, if the opportunity for a goal comes up, I mean, against Dublin you have to take it, um, I mean, that's easier said than done, yeah. um, so, so that's, it's taking their scores and getting vital scores at vital times, but I think ultimately goals win games and, uh, and it's trying to stop them at one end and score
0: them at the other. Colin O'Rourke has called for uh, Dublin. To be split into two or three different teams for the sake of the game, and you just can't see the the exclamation marks I'm making here. um That's nonsense, isn't it?
4: I think, yeah, I think, I think it is because I mean, that really. It throws the whole, the whole All-Ireland Championship up in the air, you know. And then there was calls for that years ago when Dublin weren't winning anything and they were quickly put to bed then after that. and I mean, if the, if it's done at senior level, it has to be done down at minor level under 21. And look, Dublin aren't in the minor final. They haven't been yeah. as dominant at minor level as they have at senior level the last few years. But look, they never called for the Kilkenny hurlers to be split into two. Yeah, no, they never, never the called and for four, Kerry. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, teams go through... Good cycles. I think it's too early to be calling for drastic changes like that because once you go down that route, there's no going back, really.
0: And, um, I mean, if there was a Dublin South and a Dublin North, uh, they'd probably both still win the other. <laughs> <laughs> what a final! Yeah. <laughs> There'd be no problem. with tickets.
1: Is that what it is? Though it is very much cyclical it is a cycle of a great generation and it's you can't just replace some of these great players that easy Uh, so is it kind of a bit simple like that and then there might be a bit of a little. dublin will always be strong i think at this stage. but is there more an abundance of player like people playing in Dublin at the moment is that why it's so strong Well,
4: success is going to encourage yeah. it's going to encourage youngsters to get out and play but yeah. it's the work that's done gone gone on at underage level and county board and, and even like Stephen Shocknessy here from Lucan has yeah. had a huge hand in that play um, working in the county boards and getting development squads set, set ups right and structures but like If a team is successful, you can't just go and say, well, we'll break this up. It's up to others to catch up. And you can't go and undo the work that has gone on the last few years. And the easy option is, well, they're too successful now. Let's try and pull them back into the into the mix rather than others saying well look we have to go and, and get ourselves up to that level. I think teams are doing it, doing it as well. Kerry, you know, all, they've gone back and looked at their underage structure and that they have good teams coming through again. Yeah. They're going through a little period. Tyrone are doing it but these teams will come again and, of course. Uh, and, and ultimately maybe it might come down to the structure of the championship, might bring, bring the top teams kind of closer to Dublin rather than trying to bring Dublin back into it with two different teams.
0: We hear about how professional Dublin are about uh, what they do. They how prepared they are. They train. What what do they do exactly that makes them as suppose different than everyone else?
4: So I, they train as much as anyone else, but I think everything they do, they do. 110%, you know, they really do it uh, to the to the best of their ability. They've committed fellas, and fellas who will, you know, Dublin, playing for Dublin is everything to them at the moment, so uh, they put their lives on hold, um, and they probably do, you know, like the the standard of training has probably gone up. Um, they're all coming through, they mind themselves away from the pitch, and it's the 12-month kind of process now, that it's not just go train for nine months and then let yourself go for... October, November, December, I think they're looking after themselves all the, the year round and they're constantly trying to improve themselves as individuals and themselves as a team. And they have these one or two players coming through every year that puts pressure on fellas that if they're not performing in New Jersey, if they're not performing in training, that they're going to be left behind.
0: Okay. The All-Ireland format, for me, I'd like to see a change, but then again, I'm, I'm not... Gaelic football so there's more purists there Uh, the format do you think it's fair the format I suppose with the weaker teams they get to play one well it used to be one and you were out now it's two if you're you're not uh, that strong is that fair can't the smaller teams improve under that format I think it's hard
4: because if you're you know especially where kind of questions about where fellas will go away for the summer it's a lot of effort to put in and knowing that if you take somebody like Carlo or you take even a Longford who they're looking at the draw in Leinster and they're saying if they get Dublin in the first round you know that's, that's yeah. a run in Leinster basically yeah. put to bed straight away and then it depends on the qualifiers they may they may win one or two games but ultimately they're not going to progress into quarterfinals or mm-hmm. semifinals unless the, you know, you'll have your odd exceptions but um, so something probably definitely needs to be done with the format. I don't know if the super eights are still are going to suit the the weaker teams. They're still going to get few Is that uh, not more a of a game.
0: Is that not more of a get the best teams into the thing and play more games I like Champions so. yeah. League style?
4: Yeah, I think so and it's going to benefit I suppose look you, you can, you're going to have Dublin there every year, you'll have Mayo, Kerry mm. You probably have Tyrone and then it's there's four teams probably fighting it out to be in that every every other year. But there's still going to be a lot of teams that they're going to, you know, their championships will be well over by the time that comes around, and that they're looking trying to look forward to the national league in in February the following year. So that's that's where something needs to be done, whether it's kind of bring it into group stages beforehand. I don't know. Um, I would like to see the provincial championships retained in some way, but whether that's playing them early in the year. Maybe yeah. the case, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer, um, but I think something needs to be done to to facilitate everybody in the in the championship. Could
0: there be? I, I said you could do it provincially, but could there be a, a, a call for a couple of groups? Top two teams go through into a, a, the, the All Ireland Sam McGuire, and then there's a B Championship. Then for, give the, the, the lesser teams a chance to actually win something. Yeah, to I think so.
4: And that's like there's no like why not have a an All Ireland B final yesterday, do you know, All-Ireland yeah. mm-hmm. Weekend, you're part mm-hmm. of All-Ireland Weekend, yeah. Festival, yeah. if, you win, if you win the B Championship you're going to be promoted to A next year so that you know, you'll have your trophy you'll get a team holiday like the All-Ireland winners will get you know and that gives players then something to, to, to aim for and to that they can you know be playing football all summer rather than just be going out in June and maybe be able yeah. have the boots kind of put away from, yeah, at the beginning know, of July yeah, you know we're yeah. back to the club so maybe something like that I think is, is the
0: answer yeah. um, but we were, at the moment some there definitely needs to be a few tweaks. We were talking to Jerry Martin there about the sports psychology course that he's doing over in Lucan Community College what was the worst bollocking that you ever got <laughs> from uh, a manager or a coach? I, I, Do you remember any? I
4: don't think... I think... Look, a lot of the managers... I, I don't think... They, you know, the good managers, and especially a manager of an inter-county team, they, that's not their style, you know? And I think if, if that was their style, they wouldn't last too long yeah. in the... You know, management has changed and you're dealing with... Like, you're dealing with players who are, who are all adults that they're... Yeah. So you know, they're... It's slowly do, dying, yeah, now, isn't like that side does, it? That yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's very—it's kind of old school, and that you know. And okay, there may be times, but. Uh, where a manager might have some strong words or, you know but like that generally that might be done pulling somebody aside but you know ball, I I don't think I d I couldn't imagine Jim Gavin pulling any player aside at half time no, today and giving them a that, ball that'd probably be the beginning and the end of him. Yeah, if yeah. he did
1: he'd know himself he's lost it. If 19th, he's, yeah, exactly I, and you're I looking don't think for I somebody else him to him play. Yeah.
4: Work. And generally sometimes you see on, on sidelines that it's probably the frustration of the coach if he is doing that himself. Um, and you're kind of looking for a, to a scapegoat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I can't say so. Maybe I, I can't say I've been lucky. I've, I have i can it No, no uh, specific incident stands out. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's coming down the line, but you don't know. <laughs> you must have played well. So, <laughs> um, are you coaching now? I'm um, doing a bit with Dublin Under 15 development squad. So right. um, Jason Sherlock is overseeing the 15s and 16s. So a few of my former uh, intercounty teammates are involved there David Henry Declan Lally's there Paul Griffin um, you know so it's great to have uh, have that involvement yeah. at the moment with Gerard Leeson as well from Lucan who uh, who coached up in the club he's he's in that uh, in the setup as well so it's great to to be back and give something back as opposed mm. to Dublin after all the years uh, still playing away with Lupin as well, so
0: I kept busy. That's it. Well, they're still young enough to play, so you, you've got yeah, a yes, couple. You may of as
4: well play as, as long as you can, yeah.
0: If the Dub- Dublin job ever came up, would, is that something that you'd ever look at? I, I
4: think any player would love it, and yeah, but uh, I don't. Jim Gavin could be there for the next twenty <laughs> years, but I think any player who has played would love ultim- and wants to get into coaching or management would ultimately love to manage their yeah, their county, you. but. Um, We'll, I'll look to, to continue my playing days for now an anyway. And <laughs>
0: yeah, play as long as you can. It's yeah, the most yeah. important part. Um, the GAA and and this is always a sticking point, with I suppose with the amount of money that they're making, and in fairness, they are putting it back into the clubs. Um, should they ever go pro or should they never go pro?
4: I think never go pro because I think, well, the, the approach at the moment is professional enough in terms of what players put themselves through. And I think that's... That's to the limit of what it should go. If if it becomes where it's a pay for play thing, um, I think that would ruin the game. Those those so called weaker counties we were speaking of, mm-hmm. they they'd be gone. You know, and you'd have too many players moving around to to try and play for, for the Dublins or the the Kerries or the Mayos, you know, and yeah. I think it would it would ruin the game down through the grassroots and then ultimately clubs would never see these fellas playing with them because uh yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. too much of a risk if, if the Dublin County board are playing a fella paying a fellas wages, well they want to to pay to pay him to play for Dublin and, and not necessarily his club. So yeah. I think uh, it w- it would ruin the game and I can never see it going that way.
0: Okay. Uh we're tight on time, so I'm gonna give ask you for a prediction today. Um who's going to win and how much by how much (laughs) and how much are we going to win by I, uh,
4: i can't see dublin being beaten i just think they're too good and uh you know any test that has come their way they've been able to overcome it um i think dublin are going to beat mayo and i think they'll beat them by four or five points
0: okay well i think it's definitely going to be a tight game you're in a final you're going to you're going to make a lot of we've seen that last year but uh, yeah, Dublin half favourites. I don't think they'd even take money off you at the moment for it. Paul, thanks very much for coming in. Uh, we'll get in touch with you again yes, whether yeah, it's a phone it's a call yeah, or something. We'll talk yeah, a little bit longer. Obviously, yeah. time constraints. For <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Thanks very much. No worries. Thanks, lads.